You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Ellie Weinstein. Is it Weinstein? Hi, how are you? It's Weinstein. It's perfect. Bronstein, Weinstein. Fantastic. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Really excited to be here. I'm so excited you're doing this. I was on your podcast before, and now you and your podcast. Feel free to tell people what it's called, and then now and now you're mine. It's on. It's called the Dude Therapist or Elevation is the uh, main hub of everything. Yes. Okay. So, and we're gonna learn about this. How Ellie turned his name into his brand. Yeah. Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a friend of mine was like I'm trying to think of a cool catchy name and like Google Facebook something you know big and and iconic and they're like that's ridiculous just just use your name and I was like I, I can't think and they said elevation I said that sounds perfect and we went with it. It literally is perfect. We were just recording a show before this and we were talking about how I, how ideas come to us and I, so I love hearing people's stories. So I love that it was just yeah. meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh good. Okay, so. We are going to, I'm going to read to you guys a little bit about Ellie, and then we'll get into some topics and questions. So Ellie is a social work therapist who has worked in a psych hospital, intense outpatient clinic, and currently works in a community clinic in Queens, New York. He created Elevation to fill a need to help those in struggling times and add extra inspiration and motivation into everyday life. Ellie has been featured on the Kelly Clarkson show, IVF Warrior, Fruitful, Breaking Taboo, and on multiple podcasts ranging from parenting relationships, mental health, and infertility. His main goal is to help people on their journey to add support, care, empathy, expertise, and insight. He runs events, seminars, and individual coaching on topics from mental health awareness, public speaking, coaching, relationship coaching, and confidence boosting. So would you like to tell us um, a little bit about your career how you got into it and then we can just get into some questions about relationships for sure so i myself struggle with anxiety and have struggled with adhd in the past so i was in and out of therapist's office all my life and knew i wanted to do something with people and i don't have an amazing memory so being a doctor was not in the cards for me um or being a lawyer or anything like that dealing with people at a vulnerable point and i thought to myself okay let's be a therapist and it's been, you know, an interesting journey about myself, um, who I am, what I bring to the table and my personality and how you can truly help someone when they're at their highest and when they're at their lowest. And it's, it's a really unbelievable experience. Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a therapist as well. I know, and I know you are. It, I mean, helping people, it sounds so cliche, but it's just so rewarding. It just is. Period. Even even just being there, I think I had three clients today said, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything special. I didn't do anything amazing, but I'm just there. I'm in their corner. I got their back. Just to be there is half the battle sometimes for people who are struggling. Mm-hmm. This is making me think of I don't something yesterday, if I was watching something, reading something, I don't remember, about relationships. And it was actually kind of funny. This, oh, I was watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> I watch it for professional reasons. I'm not even kidding. Like 
it's it's actually Wink, kind of that's deep. why i watch the bachelor bachelorette by the way for, I'm, for, obsessed with bachelor. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it all but i know i do believe when i watch the shows that i just i want to see like how people make decisions yeah. like their emotions so anyhow this dad one of the new like the father-in-law was explaining to his new daughter-in-law it was very cute he said no to his um to his son-in-law it he married the son-in-law married his daughter yeah and he said all you have to do is listen just sit there and listen he's like i've been married for 33 years or 37 years and i just listen and you sit there and you nod your head and that's all you have to do as a husband so you know we're yeah. talking about relationships so that is a good thing and you are a husband do you feel like you are a listener well sometimes i i do have my moments of, of not listening uh the best way i can or um, not in the right mindset to to truly be the better the best husband I can be, but I, I definitely try. I'm always available if my wife says I need to talk to you. I'm always there to listen whenever she needs, just like I know she is there for me. So um, I do the best I can. You know, I'm human, so I, I try. I think you're. I'm guessing that you're probably better than you're selling yourself right now. <laughs> it depends on the day and depending if you ask my wife or me. So uh, you know, it all depends on who you ask. I feel like she would say that you are a very good listener and that you are there for her even when you're in a bad mood. I Maybe try. not. We'll bring her on the show later. <laughs> one time, one time. And she's from LA, so it's perfect, you know? Yes, and we'll do it in person at some point, maybe. Okay, so can you talk about, let's talk about what you believe are the keys to a healthy relationship. You know, I think everyone talks about the classics of like communication and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me, one of the biggest things that I've seen in my work and I think in my marriage is the concept of respect, right? The idea that what you bring to the table is respected, what you say is respected, what you feel is respected, where you are, your emotions, everything that goes on to you being in that room in that relationship should be respected. And I think when, especially I think men in specific, when they feel respected and honored or, or valued, it goes a very long way for them to feel a part of the relationship, you know, cause there's always the classic jokes of like happy wife, happy life and all this kind mm -hmm. of jokey things we always say, but really comes down to, do I take you seriously? And do I honor what you feel and say and what you bring to the table on a day-to-day -day basis? I think is one of the biggest keys to a healthy relationship. I literally love that. <laughs> and what's so interesting about the word value is that, so, I've been a therapist for 20 years. I'm bringing up creating content all the time. And I was on a TV show at some point in the past year. And I talked about how I believe ATV are the most important things in relationship, authenticity, trust, and vulnerability. Now, mm -hmm. my mom, who is watching at home, my Jewish mother, <laughs> after the show, she said, love it, but I think that you should change, and she's been married for almost 50 years. She said, I think you should change the V instead of vulnerability because it's kind of like authenticity to valued. Mm. And so I love that you're saying this. You and Arlene Brownstein have a lot in common. Well, secretly we're best friends behind the scenes. Don't tell anyone. No, but um, yeah, I, I truly believe value. that when value adds because then you're more open to talking, to communicating, to being there with your spouse because you know that when you do speak or when you are worried or you are concerned or you are excited or happy and all the emotions that come with being human, it's respected and valued no matter what day, no matter when it is, I think is very key. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, 
and I love that you're bringing it up and you're saying that, you know, I know there's the cliche, there's communication, there's this, but yeah. Um, communication so is extremely important. You right. know, I think if you're not able to communicate with your spouse or your partner, then that doesn't help. But, yeah. you know, I you think know. everyone talks about that. Yeah. And there was something when you were talking that was just, it was so on point. It was like, it's like you have to have that value and that respect or else it's literally not going to work. You're not going to want to communicate. You're not going to want to have sex. You're not going to want to go on dates. You're not going to want to do puzzles together. Yeah. And I yeah. even think that if you take it to like a deeper level of mental health, if, if you look at abusive relationships, physically or psychological abuse or emotional abuse, that respect is gone because the space that you are with each other is totally a power struggle of someone feeling like they deserve more than you and they're taking away the respect that you deserve and that you need to be in a healthy relationship because they make you feel like garbage. And, and the, scary, uh, the scary thing about violent relationships is that it's like this cycle. Like I believe that we manifest our whole life. So it starts with somebody who's not believing that they deserve to be mm -hmm. treated well. And so they manifest it. And then it just keeps happening. It's the cycle of this person not believing they deserve to be treated well and loved. And so then this person doesn't treat them well. And then it just keeps going on until yeah. they get in therapy. Yeah. And there's a great book by Mark Wallen. It didn't start with you, it's called. Um, mm -hmm. And it's about the cycle of trauma and, and how that what you just said and, and so many research studies that he brought to the table in the book about how that kind of plays into our relationships and family trauma passed down generationally and how it can impact relationships as well. Oh yeah, intergenerational things is so fascinating because we as humans do have the power to break that cycle. Yes, we do. But it just takes awareness, being conscious, mm -hmm. which is all possible, which is the cool <laughs> thing. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think are some downfalls of relationships? Obviously domestic violence is a downfall. You do not want to have that. What are I some think, other? I think ego is a huge player in, in the downfalls in relationships for both partners. I think when one person doesn't understand the concept that there is another person in the relationship and that it's not just me, 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 but also about the we and the, and the community, you know, I wrote something a while back for something called, uh, when it comes to relationships, there is no I in team, right? Is the classic joke because mm -hmm. um, you can't spell, you can't spell it that way. But in reality, there's no winning in relationship. It's not a game, right? It's, it's, it doesn't matter if there's an I or not. It has to be the we, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, it has to be a balance of, of sometimes there's going to be people who, get more than the other person in a relationship. And I was recently, you know, um, watching a Chris Rock special and he said an amazing line about the idea of sometimes you're not the lead guitarist or lead singer, you're the tambourine player and you need to embrace that. And I, and he was, and he's hilarious, but yeah. in the end it's really true because when ego comes in and you're jealous that someone is the lead singer or someone only wants to be the lead singer and doesn't give you space, then you can't, it won't exist. So, I think ego and power um, come into a huge, huge player when it comes to downfalls in relationships. And that's why I bring going back to the value. There's no such thing as I'm better than you are. I'm the only one that's going to shine, etc. I'm the only one that's going to be successful because you value the other person and you want them to be 
happy and successful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it has the yeah. balance of of a give and take and, and, and giving space for the other person and then you having your space when it's your time to shine as well. And mm -hmm. that, that dance of interplaying the two of you to make sure that everything goes smoothly. I'm gonna add an S to my ATV somewhere because support. We're talking about support, you know, like so it could be ATVs. ATVs, yes. There you go. All the vehicles. <laughs> okay. So um let's move on. Let's talk about COVID. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's something that's going on right now. Um, sending love out love and light and prayers to anybody who's everybody who's been affected by this yeah. um what have you seen in your practice family friends etc um that has gone wrong in relationships throughout this time and and what is your advice and how to enhance your relationship throughout this time and always yeah well i think a few things are going on i think one if you're having a relationship right now during covid and you're not near each other because of the isolating factor of covid I think that's a huge impact that I've seen for friends of mine who are dating, um, colleagues of mine who are dating and in relationships and they, they are in different states or normally would be together, but now they're not because of the pandemic. I think it's really, um, isolation and loneliness is really hard for a lot of us, myself included. Um, it's difficult to not see the people that you are used to seeing and bring you light and joy and, and laughter into your day-to-day -day life. I haven't been to my office in, in I don't know, six, seven months, you know, my colleagues, I'm missing out my family and friends, I'm missing out weddings and, and, you know, all these celebrations and, and holidays is difficult. So I think the idea of, of feeling the feelings that you have accepting them, but, but make sure you feel them because it, it doesn't help if you kind of hide them or push them away is something that I'm noticing as people are trying to like convince themselves to not feel the feelings because it's not worth it. It's a pandemic. Why should I feel the feelings? No, feel mm -hmm. them, embrace them move forward. And I think um, another thing that's happening a lot is a lot of fighting. Because usually in a day to day life, I don't know about you, I go to work, my wife goes to work, my baby goes to babysitting, and we're all kind of separate. Yeah. And we actually have time to miss each other and, and not know what happened a minute earlier. And now literally my wife knows every step and every move I make in the house, as I do for her. And there's no break. There's no natural, healthy, separation of individuality. It's like everyone's crisscross applesauce all over each other. And it can cause a lot of pent up resentment and frustration and, and, and uh, annoyances that normally would not occur. So I think that just to be aware of that, that it might not just be something that is, is a now it doesn't, it might not be your relationship is terrible or really up in arms and a problem. It could be the situation we're in right now, which a lot of us are struggling with. And then when you have those feelings, then to communicate them. Yes. Hey, so I'm frustrated. Say to your, exactly, I need space. Uh, I need 15 minutes. I'm going to go downstairs and do a workout. I'm going to go in the other room, you know, and watch my favorite show, you know, maybe read your favorite book, do something for yourself to create that natural space that you, you would normally have in your day. And also, I just love that you're talking about feelings so much because I believe that our feelings are messages to ourselves. So... Mm -hmm. We don't push them away. We need to listen to them so that we know what's going on with us, so that we can have a better relationship with ourselves, and then we can have a better relationship with who we're in relationship with. Yeah, and you know, even you know, for parents and people struggling, I know I have a lot of friends who have more than one kid 
with homeschooling and, and the ridiculousness of the back and forth and the changes that are constant right now, it's overwhelming. Usually you wouldn't have your kids on top. You wouldn't even be your kids' teachers. So I think even those relationships are being kind of strained because you normally wouldn't have that around. Not that you don't love them, not that you don't care about them, but it's just a lot for so many of us, myself included. I usually don't take care of my child for 16 hours a day and work and cook and clean and I'm a husband and a professional. You know, it's just all our roles are kind of totally mixed and mixed and matched when they normally would be kind of in silos where we can handle them with our brains instead of everything just being jumbled in our in the day-to-day life. Yeah, I, mean, I have, so I have a five-year-old as you know, and I think that that all of us, I think there have been like so many amazing things about the together time, mm-hmm. like so bonding um, and you know, there are amazing things that have come out of it. At the same time, um, I do believe that for all of us, no matter what age you are, it is very beneficial to have our own lives. Like you were saying, you know, before, like, so my husband actually used to travel to New Jersey every week. Ironically, it's long story <laughs> for work. And Noah would be in school and I'd be doing my, I'd be seeing my clients, my show, everything. Um, and obviously that changed drastically, you know, like, but let's just look at the, for the child, like children need to be in school. Like they need yeah. to have their life and socializing. And so, but at the same time, you know, like I'm just, I know that it's a finite amount of time. We're not going to do this forever. Fingers crossed. And I know, I know for me, I love that you wrote that in. Like I got to see my baby crawl and walk, Yeah, you which, would which I would not have seen if I was working. Cause it was in the middle of the day. She would have been with the babysitter. My wife would have been at work and we didn't, we saw it live and we saw her progress. So there are pros that have happened of being together. I'm bonding with my daughter with time that I probably would not have had um, and might not have with my other children in the future. So it's, it's a very yeah. mixed, mixed feelings and mixed bags, but it doesn't mean that we can't have both feelings and frustrations and joy throughout, through it all, which is the beauty of being a human and the struggle as well. Yeah. And I love that you are promoting just feeling your feelings. It's okay. It's yes. okay. Everything is okay. Whatever you're feeling is okay. I do have to say one positive thing about about this time. Another one with, with my son is that he's learned math. He's learned so much math that I think he wouldn't have learned at school. And the amount of, um, yeah, it's just there's something so special about that amount of time that we've all had together, me, my yeah. husband, and Noah, that will never happen again. Agreed. Never. Okay, so, ooh, I love that you wanna talk about this because I can't wait to hear what you're gonna say. Is there, do you believe that there is a lid for every pot? And I put in parentheses, soulmate. So I wanna know about the lid in the pot and if that ties into soulmate and what you think about that. So when it comes down to it, I think a lot of people tell other people, oh, don't worry, there's a lid for every pot. There's a soulmate out for everyone to make people feel better when they're struggling with relationships. And I truly believe that there are people that are compatible with a lot of other people. And I think, you know, where I was when I was 19 and dating was different than I am now and married with my wife. And that will change as well. But my wife and I are changing together. So we're kind of stuck in a beautiful way. But when you're dating 
and you're trying to find the right person, I think that there are multiple lids that fit pots. I think it depends on what pot you are at the time. I think when you're changing and you're growing, your standards and your expectations of what and what you need goes with you. So where you are when you're in a certain career might be different than where you are 10 years from now if you're still single looking for love. So I think it really is not, there's not just one person and you're screwed if you don't find that person because that's a lot of pressure. I, tr I just don't, I can't believe that there's only one person that makes you happy um, and fully fulfilled. I think you can find the right person who checks off boxes and makes you feel love and appreciation and joy and happiness and all those Disney feelings that we always talk about with love and might not be the one that is destined for you. And, and uh, I think it could still work out and be a beautiful marriage and relationship. I, I feel like we're on a panel. I would like to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> my take, so my take on this is that the goal is to do the work to know who you are, yes, to know who yes. you are authentically so that you can manifest the right match. And I love what you were saying about when you're younger, it's like you, you don't really know who you are yet. And so you actually don't want to manifest. Well, you can try to manifest. You <laughs> should not settle until you really know who you are and you show up as who you are or else mm -hmm. you're going to manifest somebody that you might settle with. And then until like before you actually get to the place in life where you are able to show up as your authentic self. I, I love so, that. I remember when I was, when I was younger and, and started dating, a friend of mine said, I really hope that you pray for clarity, clarity mm -hmm. that for your, for yourself in your heart and what you need and what you are and self-awareness. And then also clarity that the person that you're with brings you that fulfillment and closure of what you need for yourself. And I thought to myself, I said, people pray, Oh, I want this and this and this attribute. And I want this hair color and this body type. That doesn't really matter. But in the end, if you're clear with where you're at, your self-awareness, what you need, who you are and what you're going to be, I think it's a lot easier than to find someone who kind of fills those needs and makes you feel full and, and loved a lot easier. Um, and, and maybe a lot smoother for a healthier, stronger foundation in a relationship. And it's two whole people coming together and yes. creating more light in this world. It's not two halves making a whole. So it's showing 100%. up whole, coming together with another whole person. That is the ideal relationship. hundred percent. Oh my God. You are, you are so much fun to talk about because talk with, because you're also fun to talk about. Thanks. Thank you so much for talking about. Okay. So a few more things. What would you think are the myths of love? I think the idea of like, I grew up on Disney movies. I, I, I love Disney. My daughter is obsessed with Frozen 1 and 2 and Moana. Those are the top three right now that she's obsessed with. She knows every word. And mm. the idea that I love about the new Disney is the idea that you don't need a man or woman to be powerful and strong, right? You look at Frozen, it's about siblings. You look at Moana, right. it's about her personal power. Uh, even though Maui is cool and everything, and I love The Rock, if you're watching, which I hope you are. Um, <laughs> he <called. is. laughs> but, he watches uh, every week. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you. Um, and then, but the older Disney was about this sad, um, forsaken princess who needed this man to save her and solve all her problems. Look at Snow White, mm -hmm. the original. She's singing at the well. And all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere, jumps over the wall and harmonizes and they're meant to be. 
that's not real life. Like no one's just going to sit there while you're singing at a well and just walk over right. to you and say, and some tagline to pick you up. I think it has to be a true relationship that is built off of time, effort, and respect for each other that you end up growing versus it just being this, oh, I saw this person across the room and we were meant to be. Looks aren't everything. And that original spark, that, that spark can be something, but it's not everything either. So that's one myth that you fall in love right away. Did I, was I, in, I think there's a concept of infatuation versus true love. I can be infatuated with someone right away, but doesn't mean I truly love them um, because that can be impacted by a lot of different things. Looks, uh, cologne or any smell or how much alcohol you had to drink, you know, it, it impacts a lot of things of what's going on. Okay. So I don't know if you're Okay. So love what you're saying. And it's so true. Like when you are infatuated and, and someone is on a pedestal, it is so different than actual, real, deep love, deep connection. Now, that pedestal-y crush relationship can absolutely turn into mm -hmm. real love. It just it doesn't always. And if you ever want it to turn into real love, you need to get that person off the pedestal yesterday. <laughs> because I they're just... <laughs> I love that. I think, you know, this idea of crushes, you know, I remember in high school there was a a guy in community every girl was obsessed with and when he got engaged girls cried but they never dated him they never, never had a relationship with him it was this yeah. concept and theory of if only i dated so if only i could just he we would be perfect together you know and i think it's cute and it's really nice and adorable but it's not a disney movie it's real life and you know i think that big myth of someone sweeping you off your feet in this random scenario that might happen, don't wait for that because that's not reality. Uh, if it happens, amazing. You have a really cool story to tell your kids, grandkids, and friends. But in reality, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and actually, I was doing a show at one point last year, and I was saying, I think I said something like, you know, the guy's just not going to show up at your doorstep. And my guest literally was like, actually, my grandpa showed up on my grandma's doorstep and I was like that's, okay that's adorable. Really. that's adorable and then, she, and then she told a story about how he actually did and then there's a whole story but yeah the guy's not going to show up on your doorstep like you have to do the work yes got to put yourself out there and as you were talking about Snow Aid, I was thinking well maybe she made a vision board and she was sitting there you know she said I want a man to come to me as I look at the pond <laughs> if that in. was her goal he totally conquered it then it worked for her, but it just, yeah. your message is you got to do the work also. You got to put yourself out there. You got to love yourself for someone to love you. The guy's not going to just show up unless you do 100%. that. Okay. Two more things. I want to hear about um, the male perspective. What is being a man? What is your perspective on marriage and relationships? You've gone over some things. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, I think there is this misconception that men are afraid of commitment. Um, and I think all men are different. I know that I am a little different when it comes to being a more emotionally in touch and and talkative about my emotions because I'm a therapist and I learned all that stuff and it's who I am. But I think one of the things is that I think men love being married when they find the right person that mm -hmm. gives them the value and respect that I was talking about earlier. Because there is a sense of wanting to be needed, wanting to be wanted and loved and and cared for. 
And I think it's a beautiful thing um, and something that needs to be promoted more. And I think guys out there accept the fact that to have a real relationship, you need to be vulnerable and in touch with your emotions. And without that, you will not get to a full, deep, beautiful relationship without just opening up and taking off that armor that you're trying to protect yourself so much from. That to me is the male perspective is that we're sometimes so worried to open up because we make it hurt. And men are a lot more sensitive than girls think um, because we're so worried about being hurt that we don't open up and we stay so far back that ends up hurting our relationships in the end. So open up more, be more vulnerable and see where it takes you. Yeah, and you don't, it doesn't have to be like a cheesy thing. I was explaining to a, a man recently, like when I'm saying like, we were actually doing a couple of session and I was saying to the husband in front of his wife, like you don't need to sit there and just like, cry every day you know and like you're not turning into a girl so don't it's well, just I always envision friends with rachel yeah. and, and bruce willis i don't know the character's name yes, um, yeah. and they're like oh just get him to open up and he sits there and cries the whole episode and rachel goes what did i do right that's not what we're expecting and that's not what guys no. that's not what girls should be doing and guys won't be doing that very often so when we say guys open up if you think that's the example that's not what's probably going to happen even though it's no. a great episode. It's yeah, he's the character was so funny. Like you don't want this blabbering, like you don't want him to be feminine necessarily, if you you know, I'm guessing you don't want to. So you just want this guy to or guys out there, you want to be able to start slowly and like just start with like just say how you're feeling. Say it like a man, you know? <laughs> That's like to say. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little frustrated by what you just said, you know, or whatever. I love how you lowered your voice for that. <laughs> That's my man voice. Yeah, just be, and be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And mm -hmm. I like what you're saying also, like, um, it's not just girls that are scared of getting hurt. You know, and what I would say to girls and guys in general, like, I like, to, I like telling my clients, like, have no attachment to the outcome. Meaning like be vulnerable, take that chance, take that risk and say what you have to say because you don't want to look back and wish that you would have mm -hmm. said it. But the 100%. reward is that like it can't, it could work out. And if it doesn't work out, then it's just not meant to be. But at least you know that you've shared how you felt. If we've learned anything from rom-com movies, it's all about you need to take advantage of the opportunity and not run at the altar and ruin someone, you know, and you know, wait till the last second and catch someone at the plane you have opportunities to tell people how you feel. You just need to take advantage of when the opportunities come and to not have regrets when you actually open up. And it's a beautiful experience because when it does work out, it makes the connection that much stronger when you're actually honest and real with someone. Yeah, Oh, and this is why I love feeling so much. Okay, one more thing. So can you talk about how your relationship or how relationships change with, with being a parent and what is your advice um, for dealing with like the stress of all that, balancing everything. I think like two things specifically really get impacted. I think one is intimacy, um, which is a classic, whether it's a sex life or just general intimacy when it comes to just deep connection between two people because you're so tired, you're so overwhelmed, you really have to take care of another human being. And the time that you had before of just being the two of you is now a third human being that matters and needs you that much more than your spouse does. And I think to make space for the other person whether it is, like you said earlier, doing a puzzle, right? My wife loves puzzles. I don't. I get frustrated by it. I don't have patience for it, but she does. 
So she orders all these puzzles that are impossible, but we do it together because I know it's something that she loves. And she knows uh, whether it's watching my favorite show or working out together or something that I like, we make space for each other and it's not just bound to the bedroom, but anywhere that we feel we are deep connected. And I think the second thing is also the stress level goes up because of the intensity of the situation, because you're tired, because you're hungry, because you're overwhelmed, there's snippiness and like frustrations that normally wouldn't come up. So to truly just take a step back and understand this is not the person who you marry, not, it is not this, it's just a situational thing and not just a bigger issue. And to give each other the space and be kind to yourself and the other person during this extreme life change that causes so many mixed emotions and just be patient with each other and yourself. I think those are the two things that truly get changed. And I think you'll get over it and work through it and you have a beautiful child, you know? I like what you said about doing something or compromise basically like doing something because it makes the other person happy and made me think about how years ago when my husband and I started dating, I lived above a karaoke bar and I love singing and he would sit there and like, he would watch me sing it because he knew it made me happy. He'd go to the karaoke bar because it made me happy. And, and I don't know, like I would watch, I remember watching the Avengers with him, like maybe not my number one. <laughs> movie. I love like love stories, although there's a little love in it. Um, oh, but I just remember sitting there being like, okay, you know, like makes him happy. I probably wouldn't watch Game of Thrones. Actually <laughs> not, don't plan on watching Game of Thrones. He loved that. He loved that show. Um, but yeah, it's about, just being there for the other person and being together. It's like an excuse to, or just a way to be together. I think one of the biggest keys when it comes to, let's say intimacy or the frustrations is to talk it out with the person that you're with, because if you bottle it up and don't express, Hey, I'm really overwhelmed. Like I'm up half the night. I'm tired of this. I'm also working, but you talk to the person with, with care and respect saying, Hey, I need help with this. Ask for help help and talk to the partner about what is going through in your head and your heart because neither of you are mind readers and don't know what the other person is going through no matter how much you've been together how long you've been together how deep your connection is it is a huge undertaking to raise a child and there's a lot of things that go into it so don't assume you know the other person's feelings or that they know your feelings but talk it out with them be real be honest and hopefully you can come to a realization of what each other needs for a successful relationship and beautiful marriage. Yeah, and I also liked what you said that that this kid needs you more than the adult needs you. It's a different in a different way. And so just to be conscious of that and then also to still carve out that time to focus on one another no matter what. Mm -hmm. Whenever, always. 100%. Okay, so Ellie, how can people find you? Um, plug your socials, your website, anything else? Sure. Um, so I have an Instagram, elevation underscore therapist. Um, I have a new podcast called The Dude Therapist. And a website, elevation.org. Um, com was taken. I, I tried. I tried. Um, and so you can reach out whenever you want. Email me. Talk to me. Um, and I'm more than happy to help you as best as I can. And you broke up a tiny bit. It's called Dude Therapist. I mean, Dude, dude Podcast. It's called, the podcast is called The Dude Therapist. Okay, The Dude Therapist. I want everyone to hear that. Um, okay, great. And as always, everyone can reach out to me at therelationshipexpert.com. 
So thank you, Ellie, for joining us today. You are so fantastic. I'm so impressed by you, like how, what you've accomplished in your life and you're thank so you. articulate and you're, you're very human. So I love that. I always love that. I try. I try my best. You know, I, I try. That's all you do is be human, right? You're just like a normal person. I love talking to normal people. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time anyone's ever called me normal. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for joining us and everyone at home. Thank you for joining us on Love Talk Live. Join us every week and hope everyone has a wonderful evening. Thank you. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.